You're listening to the Batuta Advocates Weekly News Wrap on Desert Rock FM 96.5. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the weekly Batuta Advocate Bulletin. You're joined today, of course, by the same old, same old. Myself, Clancy Overall, editor of the Batuta Advocate. Errol Parker, editor-at-large. How's isolation going, Errol? It's going well, mate. Surviving. How are you, Wendell? Yeah, I'm good. Very same old, same old, but we're getting closer and closer and... That has me very excited. How are you, Clancy? Good, mate. Up to five people allowed in the uh, residence this weekend, so I might have a little bit of a keys in the bowl set up with the old uh, the usual suspects, but, uh, you know, n- not much else is going on. Recording, of course, live today from the Budgie Smuggler Bedroom Studios, where we're all set up individually. And what's been in the news this week, Wendell? Well, we'll start off with some national news. And the government is reportedly toying with the idea of consulting teachers on when schools should go back. Well, this happens. We can safely say we've seen it all. Because after listening to medical experts on this whole coronavirus thing, if the government listens to the teachers on this one, then that means it will have officially listened to two separate experts this year and acted on their advice. That's pretty monumental, I think. Well, teachers are, once again fed up with the government but I think it's nice of them to be fed up with something different for once you know if it's not the government with these teachers it's the union or the department the list never ends so good on the teachers for finding something else to be cross about what's next coronavirus takes their nine weeks holiday (laughs) they do have the hardest job in the country and in other news from the education sector this week a local private school is set to build a second airport with ScoMo's cash incentive to resume classes. Yeah, interesting story this one. The Hooton School for Boys up there in Batuta Grove, our town's most leafy and exclusive enclave, has caused a bit of a storm this week. Plenty of people have been saying that they don't deserve the cash if they're going to be putting it to such a use, but they've come out saying that their primary airport just isn't up to scratch anymore. Do you think that's fair enough, Clancy? It's a contentious issue, particularly in, in, in the Batuta Grove, where, of course, I live. I mean... It seems these educators aren't too upset about going back to work if it means they can get another runway put in. But, you know, that's a 20-year process. I wonder if coronavirus will be a speck in the rear view by then. Either way, it is good for the Islander kids billeting in for rugby. Yeah, you don't want them landing on a rough surface. It's the first time they kind of see the place. No, you certainly don't. And there was a good comment on that story from Rob Patterson who said he actually thinks this is way overdue. He said, I hope the facility is open to parents as well so they can head straight to Vale or Chamonix Mont Blanc, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, before the pagans start their holidays and fly to Bali from the peasant airports. Here, here, Rob. Here, here, Rob. I loved your work in Twilight. Moving back home to town now, and we broke a big human interest story this week. Local man still buzzing from that walk in the park with his mate on Saturday. Yes, this was our biggest story of the week, and I think it's pretty easy to see why. It's one that plenty of people can relate to, and it's a real positive one after months of doom and gloom. Yep, and even old Anastasia Fantasia is going on about lifting the number of adults allowed to visit Home up to five this weekend, which uh, sounds glorious, doesn't it, boys? They really are lifting these restrictions. I mean, geez, they won't be far off letting crowds into Gold Coast Titans home games at this rate. From local man to local woman now, and local woman spends self-isolation reflecting on where she might want to eat in five months' time. Yeah, Jess Sims was the name of this young lady, and despite having more time than usual... Jess has had trouble making a decision about where she'd like to go, let alone what she'd even pick from the menu. So it's caused her quite a lot of stress this week, and hopefully she does come to a decision that she's happy with in the next couple of months. Where are you going to go for your first meal, Errol? 
Oh, I'm thinking I'm going to go down to Bunnings for a sausage sizzle. Really? Of course not. I'm not a loser. Mate, I'll probably dine in at the Colonel. Eating KFC in your car like a fucking shift worker isn't what the Colonel had in mind when he created his delicious chicken. I think that's what I'll do. You can't beat the atmosphere of a good country KFC restaurant. You definitely can't. Clancy, how about you? Well, knowing my luck, Wendell, I have the kids that day and be forced to eat at Pizza Hut, something like that, you know. I'll have survived coronavirus, so I can go try my luck with the rat bait and the fucking salad bar. But yeah, you know, the the plan would be a deep pan BBQ meat lovers and enough uh, lime jelly to blow my appendix clean off my large intestine. That's a lot of uh, lime jelly there. Clancy moving along. Sounds wonderful. I think it'll be Guzman Y Gomez for me. Now, we'll wrap up with a sports story for this week. Mandatory flu shots, somehow the biggest concern for the women married to rugby league players. Yes, a small but growing list of NRL players who identify as anti-vaxxers and their puppeteer wives have been kicking up a stink this week, refusing to take the flu shot ahead of the attempted restart of the greatest game of all for the 2020 NRL season. Flu shots are a part of the biosecurity protocol that has been put in place by St. Peter Volandis. And yes, he's found another hurdle in the shape of people who see through the media, namely bored Byron mums. You'd think that in the soap opera of rugby league, there'd be a few more problems before this. Pokies, Instagram fans, binge drinking, fighting, drug use, gambling problems. All of these things you'd think would rank higher than the effects of a vaccine, I'd imagine. They're all problems that the wet noodle from the AFL doesn't have right now, aren't they? Yeah, they're good problems to have. If you're listening, Gillian, fuck you. Yes, Gillen McLaughlin is not a wartime leader, that is for sure. And these are all good problems to have, really, in the scheme of things. The motto goes, if the boys are sniffing coke, they're, they're, they're most likely getting out there and playing good footy. Siege mentality. Yes, calling Peter Dutton won't get you out of this mess, Gillian. Always remember that. And I think that's a pretty good note to wrap up on. Thanks for tuning in this week, and we'll be back again in seven days' time with all of the biggest stories from the Batuta Advocate. However, until then, we hope that you stay safe and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. See you, mate. Mahalo, boys.